darkness. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? I cannot see where I'm going at the moment, so I hope I'm going to stay on the stage. But it's, it's very uncomfortable, isn't it? I know there's a little bit of light around us here, but how are you feeling at the moment? How would you feel if I say, come to me, uh, or just go to the bathroom, or just go and find Peter in the hall right now? You see, darkness is, 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 is uncomfortable, but sometimes it seems like we become used to it. And we, our eyes adjust a little bit. But it's still not good, it's still not light. It's still not freedom. So although we may adjust in the darkness and be able to actually live a little, do a little, it is not what God intends for us to have. So I'm asking you is, is where are you and I living? Are we living in darkness or in light? You see, because sometimes there's a little bit of light maybe in our lives, but it's still not. It's still not good. And that's why it's good to sleep at night and to jaw and work in the daytime. You know, because light is extremely important, isn't it? And, and, and it's so lucky to have a bright light that shines in darkness. You see, many, many years ago, in the Second World War, the British had a law where they would darken London because the Germans used to come with their planes and look for light. So in those days, things were very different. Warfare was very different. So in the daytime, they would fly in good weather where they could see their enemy and drop bombs on them. And in the night then, when they went to warfare at night, they would look for cities where lights would shine and just drop the bombs on the lights. But the British got clever and had total darkness. They would sell curtains that would block out, block out curtains. They had special things that they put over the lamps of their vehicles. So there were only a slither, a little bit of light would come through. But every little light that shone would be an, a, a mark for the enemy to identify and to bomb. Darkness. You see, my friend, the Bible speaks about darkness and light. And there is a sharp contrast between darkness and light. And the moment if you live in darkness long and the light comes on, it is a little bit uncomfortable for a time. But then your eyes are thankful and adjust as well. I wanna ask you in the next couple of months and weeks as we go and continue online as we preach through the book of Ephesians, that you would, that you would if you wanna put anything on there and speak to me and make comments about my sermons, that you, you're glad to do this, I will vet them, I won't repeat everything you say, but maybe I can pick up with some of the stuff that you're putting out there as well, especially for you who are watching us online as well. My dear friends, my question to you this morning is, have we and are we acclimatizing, are we adjusting to darkness rather than living in the light? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter four. I'm gonna read a lot today. Ephesians chapter four and verse five as well. Paul gives us instructions here on Christian living. And I want you to underline Every time you see something, and if you're on your iPad or your phone, I don't know how you're gonna underline, but uh, uh, you know, just anything that you see has a contrast between darkness and light in these scriptures. It says here, so I tell you this and insist 
on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. Don't live as the Gentiles do. And then he, he explained to us how they actually live. Listen to this, in the futility of their thinking. And that word futility means in the pointlessness of their thinking, in the senselessness of their thinking, in the irrationallessness, if there's such a word, of their thinking. In other words, their thinking is futile, irrational, pointless, senseless. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. A whole mouthful. And uncomfortable maybe to listen to this. And it's not a good thing to go to work on Monday or to go to your, your place of study or wherever you are and say, I just want to tell you folks out there who don't know Jesus, you are dark Darkened, your minds and works are lacquer, your thinking is futile, pointless, senseless, your, your understanding is, is just completely messed up, and, and, and I just want to tell you that in the love of Jesus. I don't think it's going to work so well. I don't think it's going to be accepted so well. But this is what the Bible says about those of us who are in darkness and those of us who used to be in darkness. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality, to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. My, my dear friend, this is how the Bible describes the then known world, and let me tell you, today it is no different. He says in verse 20, that however is not the way of life you have learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard of your former way of life, past tense, it is behind us to put off your old self which has been corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. The contrast, can you see it here, between light and darkness, between living as an unbeliever and as a believer? To be made new in the attitude of your mind Let's go on to verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. A foothold means there's a little gap. The doors just open a little bit and somebody puts their foot in it. You can hurt their foot, but you will never close the door. Try, try to go home and put your wife's foot, I mean your husband's foot in the door or your son's foot or your daughter's foot and you can slam it, but that door will not close. That's a foothold. There's a gap there for Satan. And let me tell you, the one who puts his foot in the door normally wins because the one who's pushing on the other end gets tired. Don't give him a foothold, it says. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something. I wonder if the government reads all of that. Oh no, let's not go there. Doing something useful with their hand that they may have something to share with those needs. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful, building others up according to their needs, that it may be benefit or benefiting those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger and brawling and slander along 
with every form of malice, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as Christ forgave you. Let's move on to chapter five, because that theme, light and darkness, living as children of the light, goes through those two chapters. Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly beloved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved and gave himself up for each one as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, now listen to this, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality, of any kind of impurity, of greed, because these are improper to God's holy people. What does the word hint indicate? You know, when, when, have, you, have you ever heard somebody, you make them a meal, and, and they may not use the word hint, but they say, I can taste, I can taste something different here. You know, maybe a bit of this or a bit of that. That's a hint of salt or a pinch of this or a little bit of that. And he says, not even a hint, a pinch of, an indication of, a brush of sexual immorality, kind of impurity, greed. These are improper. Nor should be, there be a hint. You can add the word hint there as well. Of obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure. And here's a the crux of the matter of this chapter. No immoral, impure, or greedy per person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Folks, we don't want to hear messages like this today. We don't want to. Because down the line and straight, but this is the word of God. No one like this will see the kingdom of God. For you were once in darkness, but now you are in the light. Or you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And find out what pleases the Lord. So the writer is saying to you, find out every day what is pleasing the Lord and live in such a way. You see, the Bible for me is so simple, you hardly have to explain it. It says what it needs to say. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness. Nothing to do with it. But rather expose them. It is shameful to mention even what the disobedient do in secret. Don't even talk about those things. And then it says, verse 15, but be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making most of every opportunity because the days are evil. evil. Therefore, for do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another with hymns and psalms and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to the Father. You see, the Bible is very clear. This is a passage. These are two chapters in the Bible that speaks about the difference, the, 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 the difference, the contrast between light and darkness. It doesn't look gray when you read the scripture like this, doesn't it? All right? So I want to tell you there's a persistent theme in the Bible, Old and New Testament, that indicates, describes, teaches the, about the conflict between light and and darkness. Let me, let me highlight three or four things for you this morning. And, I, and, I, and, and it's just plain and simple as the scripture teaches us. Number one, outside of Christ, we are all in darkness. Outside of Christ, we are all in darkness. Romans chapter one, verse 21 says, their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. 
See, that's outside of Christ. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, my friend. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four says, and the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Who's the God of this age? The God of this age is, is referred to as Satan in the Bible. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel and the glory of Christ, which is the image of God. People out there, my friend, and maybe somebody sitting here, even here this morning or listening online, let me tell you, unfortunately, that is what the Bible says, but the good news is coming. But the Bible describes us like this darkened and in a place of darkness outside of Jesus. Ephesians 4 verse 18 says, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. You see, we can make a list of sin and say, what is sin? Sin is not, sin is this, this, and that, and so on. But in the end, sin is rebellion against God. Sin is everything that a hardened heart does that is not open to God. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says this, a verse that we know so well. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world. I don't have to tell you how dark the world is. I don't have to give you facts this morning, but the world is so dark at the moment that a pedophile, a person who abuses, sexually abuses children, have no, now got rights, or they're talking about it in the States, it will come here as well, that they now have rights because that is their sexual orientation. That is their choice. So why should we judge them for something that is naturally them? And I go, this world is dark. People are in darkness. Their, their thinking is senseless and pointless. The second thing that I get out of these passages is that Jesus proclaims that he is the light. So we're in darkness, but Jesus says, I am the light. In John chapter 8, verse 12, it says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So if you want the spark in your life, if you want to enjoy the opportunities God has given to you and to enjoy these few years you've got here, even though you may go through difficulties, is have the light of God, the love of God in your life. Jesus is the light of the world. John chapter one, verse four to five says, in him was life and that life was the light of men. So Jesus is the light. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Isn't it amazing that you and I did not understand this light ourselves until the day that the Holy Spirit did something else and you say, how dumb was I all, these li all my life? Why didn't I see this? How did I, could I not understand this, the word of God and the purpose that God has got for my life? How could I not? Because suddenly lights go on. The Holy Spirit reveals it to you and you say, wow, the penny has dropped. John chapter 12, verse 46 says this, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Isn't that reassuring and fantastic to know that as we come to God, he removes us out of darkness. In 1 John 2, verse 8, the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. That's referring to Christ. Jesus is the light. He is shining. It's just, I've got I've to get it. I've got to get it. Matthew 4, 16, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have seen the light. 
if you follow Christ. Suddenly the lights have come on because you have seen it. The third thing is, we're living in darkness without Christ. Jesus is the light. Those who come to faith have been delivered from darkness and live in the light. Live in the light. And I'll come back to that in a moment. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says, He has rescued us from the dominion, from the rule, from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. He has rescued you from the control and the dominion of the devil over your life and brought you into the kingdom of the Son that He loves. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says here, so that you may declare the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Freeing. I could hear some of you say, I hope you're not going to preach all the sermon in darkness, Rulof. The moment the lights come on, you go, whew, I can see. I can see. It is a relief when you can see. And that is what Jesus has done for you and me, those of us who've accepted him. First Thessalonians 5 verse 5 says, you are all sons of the light and daughters and sons of the day. We do not belong to night or darkness. You see, my dear friend, not only has Jesus come to give you life, delivered you from darkness. But here I think is the point that we either refuse to get or we're not getting it. Is that he has given us light, he's taken us out of the darkness. But let me tell you something, we now, and this is simple, straightforward stuff from God's word so that none of us could walk out here this morning and say, I did not understand it. We become the light of the world. But all of you said Jesus is the light of the world. Listen to what the Bible says. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16, you are the light of the world. So the light has gone on in me, and I am the only Bible that some people read out there. And that is an awesome responsibility, to live as a child of the light, to live as a child of God, to live in such a way that I bring light to people around me. And hopefully eventually they will take the light and they themselves become the light. But I think many of us, many, many of us have received the light, have been rescued out of darkness, but we've refused to become the light. And that's why the church is so pup and it's not growing. It's not growing. And I'm speaking internationally. We have movements. Oh yes, this comes from that church, comes from that church and that church. But when last have we seen hundreds of thousands of people come to Jesus. Because you know what we do with a wonderful bright light? We put it on, but we put it under a emerki. What is the English word for that, Pete? We hide it. We hide the light. You see, listen to what the Bible says, Ephesians 5 verse 8. You were once darkness, but now you are the light of the world. So love as children of the light. Here's the challenge, is you have, you are the light of the world, now live as a child of the light. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6, God says, let light shine out of darkness. May his light shine in our hearts and give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. In other words, let his light shine in my heart so that my heart can shine his light. 
Paul speaks in Acts chapter 26. He had this wonderful, amazing experience with God. And he says, God is speaking to him and says, Paul, now that you've met me, I am sending you to open the eyes and turn people from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. You are on a mission. You see, we should actually have signs on the door there. You're now entering to the mission field. Not when you come in, when you leave here. You're now entering the mission field. Let me ask you this question again, my friend. Have we become acclimatized, desensitized? Have we, accepting that darkness is okay, even in the church, we find more and more people in the church today who are agreeing agreeing with behavior that is associated with what the scripture tells deeds of darkness. And more and more, people are saying it's okay. It's okay to have sex out of marriage. It's okay to commit adultery. It's okay to steal. It's okay to rob. It's okay to be gay. It's okay to be that. It's okay to be that. Because you know what? What used to be black and white, unadulterated truth is now a gray blob of possible interpretations depending on how you feel and what you think it should mean. I can read English. I can read what it says. I just must do what it says. Because this Bible is very clear. I find it interesting that people go into the Greek and the Hebrew in the same languages that we studied when we studied theology, Greek and Hebrew, now suddenly mean something so different. It's still the same. You see, my dear friend, as we know that darkness is not associated with God. Darkness is associated with Satan. So when I do the deeds of darkness, I'm associating myself not with God and his work, but with the enemy. Darkness, listen to me, covers up sin. Darkness justifies sin. Darkness changes the name of sin. It is now not sin anymore. How often have you heard, oh, you know, my my brother-in-law committed adultery. He made a mistake. No, he didn't make a mistake. I think this book says he has sinned against God and his wife. Oh, you know, my my friend's getting divorced. You know, it's just one of those things, you know, everybody's getting divorced. He says, no, 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 no. The Bible says God hates divorce. So what is broken you fix? What is broken, you fix. You know, our, our daddies and mommies used to have super glue. Whatever is broken, they fix. Today we've thrown the super glue away and we replace things. Because we don't have the guts and the energy and the, and the, and the those of us have been married for, how, how long Carol's 36 years. It's like a, a life sentence plus a life sentence. <laughs> and for 36 years, we had to fix broken things a few times. Super glue them. Renew them under God. Because we understand what the word says about the sanctity of this relationship before God. And I'll come through that next week. The next two weeks, I'm going to speak to you boys, you men, and you ladies about your relationship with husband and wife and then to children about their relationship to their parents. But you see, we change the name of sin. It's now not sin. That's so harsh. It's a mistake. The fact that you're stealing, it's a mistake. 
I've been in jail because X, Y, and Z. Oh, you've made many mistakes. No, you've sinned a lot, you little blitzkorrel. You know? You see, let's call it what it is in my life and in your life. You see, darkness changes sin to be okay. When God says it is not okay, when he wrote it 6,000 years ago, it's not open for interpretation, it is open for obedience. Because he says so. Every Christian, my dear friend, listen to me. Listen to me. You can, be, you can be a believer today and have your light so dimmed that it doesn't even make a difference in the life of anybody else. And that's the challenge for each one of us is we can have this Christian life so dimmed or we can have it so bright. I can see it's, it's blinding you there. That it changes those around us and affects our families as well. You see, I, I want to end by saying to you, you are the vessel that holds the light of God. But you are the prime target of the evil one to make sure that your light is either dim or covered. You are the prime target. And it's time you and I say, listen, I'm a Christian. And when a Christian walks in the light, it means he walks with Jesus. And walking with Jesus means I relinquish my right to enjoy sin. I now enjoy righteousness. And I'm telling you, righteousness is much more pleasurable than sin. Because I don't feel guilty after I've done what is right. So I now walk in the light. Walking means progress. It doesn't say stand in the light. It says walk in the light. Walking means progress. Walking means growth. Walking means that I'm get, going from A to B. I'm achieving. I'm getting somewhere. I'm doing something. I'm moving towards the righteousness that I have in Christ, but that I've still got to walk in. That's what the Bible tells me. That's what this Ephesians book is about in chapter 4 and verse 5 as well. I am the light of the world. He who follows, follows me, John 8 verse 12 says, will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Walk in it. Live in it. Move in it. Go in its direction. Continuously press on to live as a child that has the light and the life of God. I want to ask you today, do you have this kind of freedom? Listen to this last passage in 1 John chapter 1, verse, verse 2. Uh, 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 it, it says this, if we walk in the light, listen to this, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. Isn't that a, a freedom kind of thing? If you walk in the light, I have fellowship with other believers. I'm okay with you. I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to hide my cell phone, hide my laptop, hide my, my iPad from you. You can go into the history of my stuff that I've searched and looked at. I'm walking in the light, so I have the freedom and I have total peace with God because I'm doing my best. And what I, when I have failed, I've erased it by confessing it to the Lord. And God says, if you confess your sin, I'm faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And I'm saying, even if you can find it in the history, it's now gone. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. My believer, let me ask you, or unbeliever, or lukewarm believer, whether you're sitting here watching online today, let me challenge you today to walk as a child of the light. And if you're in darkness today, sitting here, or watching there, won't you make that bold move and say, Lord, let your light shine in my life and let me become the light of this world. I want to ask you, if you're not right with God, why don't you take my challenge today and say, Rulof, 
pray for me and stand right where you are. And if you're at home, put right now in the comment box, ready, and we'll follow you up. Is there anybody this morning saying, Rulof, I know that I'm not walking as a child of the light. I'm not carrying this light well, or I've not made this move to carry this torch. Why don't you just stand and let me pray. I'm, I'm asking if there's anybody here this morning as well, and you know you're not right, just stand where you are, and I would love to pray for you. Whatever you're going through, that God will just work in you and through you as well. Is there anybody today? And if you're out there, just type ready. Thank you very much, ma'am. You're bold, okay? Thank you very much. You're bold, all right? It's time for change. It's time for change. I'm gonna pray for you girls, you ladies, and I'm gonna ask you to go through to the family room over there and meet with one of our pastors uh, just for a moment as well. Father God, thank you that you are the light of the world. I pray that today in Jesus' name, that light would shine so bright in these hearts. Change them and transform them. Give them the light today so that they will be the light of the world. Have a testimony of God's wonderful gift of grace and love and forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Won't you go straight through to the family room there? If you have not stood and you're saying, Rulof, I, I should have, won't you go through? Let's pray with you. We won't keep you long just through the, the family room over there. And as I said as well, if you're out there and you're watching us today and say, Rulof, I'm not right with God, please make a move. It is a good move. It's the right move. Not always the easiest move. But it's the right move. Type ready in the box and we'll be sure to follow you up as well. God bless you and have an absolutely awesome, awesome week with him in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It has been an amazing Sunday morning and a really good sermon. I think definitely encouraging people to walk in God's light. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about today's you know, sermon? We are, we are people of influence, Lee. And, you know, as we come to be um, Christ followers, I think our influence grows so much. And so it's such a beautiful mm -hmm. opportunity for us to shine light into every dark situation. So, you know, walk as a child of light. Um, what, a, what a really encouraging, challenging message. Absolutely. Church, we really hope that you enjoyed this morning with us. We enjoyed spending time with you and we really hope that you go online, get involved in the life of the church and see you at 5pm. Yep, see you at 5pm. Satisfy the desperate